Welcome back to Key Messianic Prophecies, a podcast brought to you by Telios, a private 501c3 nonprofit foundation dedicated to the research and accurate teaching of the Bible, founded by Bill and Jeanette Stewart. My name is Cole Burgett, and I will be your host for this third episode where we will cover the Abrahamic Covenant. Now, rather than point to a specific verse to cover, uh, the verses we're going to be looking at for this episode come from several different chapters in the early to middle sections of the book of Genesis. Having gone from Adam to Noah, and then from Noah's son Shem to this guy named Terah, the story of the Bible really focuses in on Terah's son, Abram, who will come to be known later on as Abraham. Genesis 12, 1-3 is perhaps the best-known text for the Abrahamic Covenant, but in this episode we'll also be looking at Genesis 22, 16-18. But for now, 12, 1-3 reads, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, and from your relatives, and from your father's house, to the land which I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. And what we have here is the introduction to a series of events focused on Abram. This is the beginning of the Lord's dealings with Abraham and his immediate family, and this particular lineage is going to play a very important role in the unfolding biblical story, ultimately leading to the coming of the Messiah. Here we have God instructing Abram to, first, go from the country he is in to a land that God will show him. This land will ultimately become known as the Promised Land, or Israel. And we see that God will bless Abram and will make his name great. He will turn Abram and his lineage into a great nation, and as a result, Abram will become a source of blessing to not only his own family, but to all the families of the world. The obvious question to ask, then, is how? How is this going to play out? How is Abram going to become a blessing to the world? Well, as we keep reading the story, we gain a little more insight. We know that Abram goes to the land that God shows him. We also know that he runs off to Egypt and falls into sin. Despite that, God brings him back to the promised land. And in the midst of all this, we read about God promising Abram a son, a specific son, through whom God's promise to Abram will continue. And we learn about Sarai, Abram's wife, who plots with her servant Hagar to have Abram's child so that the promise might continue. Abram and Hagar do have a son named Ishmael that Abram tries to say is the son God has promised, but God quickly reminds him that God himself will determine who that son is, and that son will come through Sarah, not Hagar. Ultimately, this son is born, and this is Isaac. Isaac is the promised son through whom God's promise to Abram will continue. And when we get to Genesis 22, we read the account that most of us are probably pretty familiar with, where God calls upon Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, but stops Abraham at the last minute and reveals that he himself will provide a worthy sacrifice. 
This leads to God saying in 22, 16 through 18, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, indeed, I will greatly bless you, and I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your seed shall possess the gate of their enemies, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. There are clear echoes of Genesis 12, 1-3 here. Once again, we see the emphasis placed on Abraham's seed, how God's blessing upon the world will come through Abraham's descendants. And this covenant between God and Abraham forms so much of the biblical basis for the narrative and why it follows Abraham's genealogy specifically, as well as why so much of the central action of the Bible story unfolds in the land of Israel. So, I think we're starting to see in fairly strong colors this expectation of blessing, this messianic expectation that somehow, through this lineage of Abraham, one is coming who is going to defeat the serpent, who is going to, as Lamech says regarding Noah, bring about rest from the toils of this cursed world. The significance of God's dealings with Abraham and his family cannot be overstated when it comes to understanding the biblical narrative. If you're not at least somewhat familiar with these ideas, you're probably going to struggle quite a bit to understand a lot of what the New Testament says regarding Jesus Christ, because the New Testament writers see Jesus as the culmination of these expectations, as the fulfillment of the promise made to Abraham regarding the one who will come through his seed. Consider what Peter says in Acts 3, 25-26 when talking to his fellow Jews in Jerusalem. It is you who are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God ordained with your fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God raised up his servant for you and sent him to bless you by turning every one of you from your wicked ways. Peter clearly sees Christ as the means of blessing to the world. He directly quotes God's words to Abraham to relate them to Christ. The Apostle Paul argues the same way in Galatians 3.16, writing, Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say, and to seeds, as one would in referring to many, but rather as in referring to one and to your seed, that is, Christ. So, clearly these Jewish New Testament writers see Christ as the fulfillment of the Old Testament messianic expectation, and they point to the Abrahamic covenant to show it. So, I think it's clear that the Abrahamic covenant plays a very important role in messianic prophecy specifically, as well as in the Old Testament in general. These podcast episodes are short. They are not meant to provide a comprehensive and thorough understanding of the prophecies we look at. However, what we hope to do is identify key messianic prophecies throughout the Old Testament, explain them in brief and simple terms, and point you to the New Testament to see how the New Testament writers understand Jesus 
as the fulfillment of these prophecies. But for those of you who are interested in further study, two resources that I think will help you dig deeper into the Abrahamic covenant are Thy Kingdom Come, Tracing God's Kingdom Program and Covenant Promises Throughout History by Dr. J. Dwight Pentecost, and From Paradise to the Promised Land, An Introduction to the Pentateuch by Dr. T. Desmond Alexander. Both of these resources are available for purchase via Amazon, and both are good scholarly resources that deal with the Abrahamic Covenant in the context of the broader biblical narrative. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Key Messianic Prophecies. On the next episode, we'll be looking at Genesis 49, 8 through 12.